This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. About the last month, a lot of conversations in my office ended up, I don't know, <laughs> don't know, don't know what to say. After 33 years, you think I'd heard it all, but I haven't. Uh, and I think there's probably more to come. And I said, I don't know a lot. Got to the point a couple times, I pulled up to old TRS to see about retirement. I just didn't know. Uh, but things got better as they usually do, and they're not near as bad as you usually think they are. Uh, and sometimes when we get to that point in our life and get to where we're just kind of down and think you're failing at things, becoming discouraged, something happens to encourage you a little bit. Sometimes we're, we forget to look where we need to look and forget why we're here and what we're supposed to do as Christians. Uh, get caught up in how we feel and let our feelings get in the way of what we think ought to happen instead of following God's word. So we're going to spend a little bit of time this afternoon talking about not to be discouraged. We've all done things we regret, I assume, I know I have. Things we wish we'd handled differently. You know, there's a saying that I've heard that the past failures haunt us, our immediate failures torment us, and our future failures worry us. <laughs> when we feel we're failing, sometimes we become discouraged, and the danger of becoming discouraged is walking away from the Christian walk and getting farther and farther from God and being on our own. We're going to spend a little time looking at some ways that we can get back on track and, and try not to be, remember why we shouldn't be discouraged. We're reading Psalms, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is a strength on my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all of them that go a whoring from thee. <clears throat> but it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. When we commit to God as Christians and commit ourselves to God, God will guide us, counsel us with his word and his spirit, best counselors anybody could want. When we feel that time of discouragement, we need to draw near to God through prayer, faith, and he will give us comfort and guide our ways. We're to look for ways. We're going to also look at some other ways that we look at God and are encouraged. We need to remember God loves us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Here the word pitieth in this verse means to have compassion for or to love. So like a father, like as a father loves his children, so the Lord loved them that fear him. When you know, we're children, we always look to our parents for guidance and trust and comfort and peace. Uh, as Christians, we need to trust God and apply his words to our lives and look for him for comfort, guidance, and peace when things aren't going away and we feel like we're getting discouraged. You know, we need to trust in this love that God has. It's one thing to say that God loves us and knows us, but we have to believe it and trust it. 
But God commandeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Jesus died for each of us, so we have an opportunity to have eternal life. So when things are going bad, sometimes instead of looking to him, we look to others that we want them to tell us what we want to hear. So when we become discouraged and falling away, we need to look to God. We do not need to rely on what others in the world are telling us because we may be part of the problem and they may be also. We always need to look from things that come from above. Trust God, what God tells us. He wants us to be saved and be with him. So we not only need to remember God loves us, we need to trust that God's love for us is true. You know, we also, when we're, things aren't going right, we may be making poor choices, and we need to watch our choices and make those that are pleasing to God. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those <coughs> things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, God in Christ Jesus. We do not let the past keep us from moving forward in service to him. We need to move forward in obedience of the word. You know, when you think about failures and choices, and uh, I've looked at Hall of Fame baseball players. I'll use that for instance. Uh, I guess a good batting average is about .333, over 300, a little over 300. That means, means a Hall of Fame baseball player, which is the best of the best, fails seven times out of ten to get on base with a hit. You know, I, I figure I've heard the interviews for, from, the, from the players that were successful, some that were out of the league and got back in the league, and they all said how they deal with that failure is what separates them. It's what got them back into the league, and it's what got them playing good again. As Christians, <clears throat> we know we're going to fall from time to time. Um, it's how we handle those failures. It's if we repent of it, we confess and repent and move forward, and how we handle them. Uh, and put them in the past and move forward in service to the Lord is what makes us stronger Christians. Just like the baseball player putting the, striking out in the back of his mind out and just focusing on trying to make himself better. Christians, we need to do the same thing. We do not need to turn failure, failure into discouragement, but we need to use that to become stronger Christians and closer to God. We need to always obey God's word. Blessed is the man that walketh in the counsel of the ungodly. <clears throat> Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law doth he meditate day and night. Being obedient servants will help us not get discouraged. Because when we're being an obedient servant, that means we're serving God and helping others around us and not focus on ourselves and our own needs all the time. I mean, we must have regard to the Word of God and let it help rule our actions in this life and be a source of comfort to us and have it in our thoughts each day. So if we're starting to become discouraged and feel like things aren't going our way, we may look at our, and check and see if we're obeying God. We need to go to the truth. We need to go to the Bible. <clears throat> we need to do our, our work, but let every man prove his own work, and then he shall give rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. We need to be concerned about doing our part 
serving the Lord, not what other people are doing to serve the Lord as much. We need to focus on being obedient servants and not on the worldly surroundings and just do it for worldly reasons. We need to be doing it for godly reasons, do work for the Lord. Reading Hebrews 12, uh, wherefore seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us run the race, run, the, run with patience the race that is set before us. We need to focus on things that help lead to success in our spiritual growth and development. Focusing on other things may lead us down the path of, of disobedience and discouragement. There was a Marla Runyon was a, a runner, and in 1996, she failed to make the Olympic trials in the 1500 meters. That's what she ran. Discouraged, uh, but not ready to quit, went back and trained four more years and made the team. And then that Olympics got the eighth place in the, the next Olympics and was the uh, fastest American women's time in the 1500 meters at that time. She didn't let the first four years or first chance at qualifying, even though it was her best time, discouraged her to think she couldn't do it again. Then she went on to run marathons and her first marathon, I think she was the second fastest woman to ever run their first marathon had that time. So she's an accomplished runner. But one of the amazing things is she's legally blind. She could see shapes, had a peripheral vision, but she had macular degeneration and couldn't see. She said that gave her an unfair advantage that she could focus on the finish line and doing the task. She wasn't worried about the peripheral, what anybody else was doing. She was focused on doing her job and finishing the race. You know, she, she viewed something, as, uh, what I would call a handicap and something bad as, a, as, as an unfair advantage to her benefit. She didn't let that set her back, keep her from running, and she also didn't let the failures keep her from running. She finished the race uh, and did, did accomplish many great things as a runner. She did not let her handicap or her failures define her and be discouraged. You know, we're not in competition with others, and we need to realize that. For, <clears throat> for if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to the man hath, and not according to what he hath not. For I mean not that other men may be eased and ye be burdened, but by an equality that is now at the time of your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may not be equality. As it is written, he that, he that hath gathered much had nothing, and he that gathered little had no lack. Sometimes if we just focus on our doing our job as Christians and being Christian servants, we don't look at others around us. The danger of looking at others around us will either feel inferior to them or superior to them. That's a danger. <clears throat> Sometimes society and the rules of society will play tricks on us and paint a picture that is not very clear. Following God commands and doing his will is always a clear picture in the path and the truth to follow. <clears throat> we need to be obedient servants to him. We need to also remember when things are down, we have a Savior, Jesus. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. 
Nay, in all these things we are no more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Never forget that Jesus is on our side as Christians, and if he's on our side, who can be against us and discourage us? You need to be encouraged with the promises from the word that Jesus gave himself so we can have the forgiveness of sin and we can be free from the bondage that sin creates. Putting our trust in God and becoming Christians, that we have a Savior that gave himself so we may be free. John Dyer, a Welsh poet uh, from the 1700s, wrote, A man may go to heaven without health, without riches, without honors, without learning, without friends, but he can never go there without Christ. You know, today our world is filled with people who are seeking a way to God other than the one found in the blood of Jesus in his precious name. We need to look to Jesus, and when we feel discouraged, look at him and understand what he has done for us, and he is our Savior and our hope. You know, if we make mistakes from time to time and we fall short and we start down the wrong path, we need to repent of the mistakes we've made and get on the right path. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Look to God, not the world. The world may seem like they have the answers and they're there for you, but in the end it's not the solution. Repent and follow his word and be better. Do not get discouraged and give up ever. We need to have true sorrow. Now the story I'm going to tell now, I probably shouldn't. My kids will be shocked, and some of y'all might be. As a kid, I got in trouble in high school some. <laughs> I wasn't always, I always wasn't real good. Our drafting teacher, I don't know why I took the class, other than my friends did, because I couldn't draw a straight line with a ruler, but I was in there. Teacher was the principal, he was gone. Uh, he left stuff for us to do, so we was working on it, and as kids do, we got talking about stuff we'd done, and this, one of my friends was telling about a, a show we had watched. And it had a man, when he got mad at people, he just started yelling, ah, and ran and headbutted them in the stomach. That was how he defended himself. They didn't believe us, and I'd seen the same show. And we were talking about it, and they, they said, well, show us how it looked like. And I didn't want to get headbutt in the stomach, and he didn't either. So he got up and headbutted the filing cabinet. And I didn't think he showed them good enough, so I did it. In the process, a lot of noise, some desk fell over. I don't know what all happened. We heard the door open, and the two coaches were standing there like this. So we sat down, and they were younger, and they didn't just beat us then. We come next day, we're in the hall, and the principal comes by, and I want you and you. We said, well... <laughs> You know, I wasn't going to say I didn't do anything. I wasn't going to get anybody else in trouble, but I really didn't want him to know we was dumb enough to headbutt a filing cabinet. Didn't want to tell that story. And the other kid didn't, and I just went in. I said, yeah, we knocked over some desks. And, and, uh, he, said, and he said, desk? You knocked over how many times? I said, well, there's a couple desks. And didn't tell the full truth. We took our bust and went on. Didn't feel good about it, but I just didn't want him to think I was that dumb. 
About a week goes by, the bell rings, the tardy bell, and I look around, and me and my friends, I want two out in the hall. He probably went in and rang it, called us back in, busted us again. We did that about three times. He finally said, I figured I've got y'all for what y'all did. Tell me what you really did. And that was just me at the time. I said, I'd rather not. I don't want to tell you the truth. He said, you tell me the truth. So I did. Felt better about it. And he did think it was stupid. But you know what? He made me tell him. If I'd have told the truth to begin with, I might have got, got in trouble those other times. He knew. He knew what I did. God knows what we do. You know, we make a mistake. We need to be sorrowful. We need to look at the word. We need to repent, confess, repent, and change. We don't need to tell part of the story. We don't need to confess part of it. We don't need to blame part of it on somebody else or something else. We need to own up to our mistakes and move on and change. Like I said, I, I probably shouldn't have told that story, but it's a true one. That I was just, I just wasn't honest all the way. And when we do that to ourselves, we're lying to ourselves. Not only are we lying to God, we lie to ourselves. So when we make mistakes, let's repent of them, confess them, repent, and ask forgiveness. Go forward. We were, we're blessed enough that God loves us, and he sent us his son to die for us, to help us uh, get through this life and have forgiveness of those sins if we repent of them and change. Don't ever get burdened down with those things. We need to be up front and move forward from the start. You know, as people in Christ, we need to be encouraged. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized in Jesus, were baptized in his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Know this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body and sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We can only find true success and encouragement through Christ. All that is good comes from above. Christians should always be encouraged that Jesus is on our side. When we feel discouraged, go to God's word, pray, and let your faith increase. And get back on the right path of serving God. You know, when we, we start feeling that... Like I told you, though, I'm saying, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Did I go look where I should have to begin with? Did I have the, the answers in the Bible for us, how to handle people, focus on being a ser obedient servant to others. Don't worry about maybe what's being said about us. Don't worry about what other people are doing to hurt us, harm us, help us, or whatever. We need to focus on being the best Christian we can be and serve him. We need to always remember that God does love us. We need to trust that with all of our heart. And then we'd always remember that Jesus came for us, you and I, so we can have a chance at eternal life if we follow this plan of salvation. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.